What's up, everybody? This is Rico E. Anderson, and you are listening to the world-famous Sci-Fi Sisters. to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. I'm your host, Tamia Harper, and today I'm joined by my sister, Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello. Hello, Yvette. I wish we had some other sisters with us, but they couldn't make it today. We miss y'all. Hey, Sabrina. Hey, Fran. Love to you. That's it. But we also have a special guest that fills my heart with joy and take kind of makes up for two sisters not being here because, I mean, a little bit. Okay, did it. Mm, don't get mad at me, Fran and Sabrina, but for real though, because <laughs> if y'all saw this fine piece of man, uh, you would be just fine too. Yes. He he is, what do we say, Yvette? The brother that you've seen in everything. Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> <laughs> he is none other than actor extraordinaire, Mr. Rico E. Anderson. Welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you so much. If a black man could blush and if you could see me now. (laughs) No, that was a sweet introduction. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here amongst y'all. Y'all just don't know. (laughs) So glad you finally got here, brother. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, we love you to pieces. I mean, and I know like Yvette has known you much longer than I have from her association with the Seventh Rule podcast. And that's actually where... I got to meet you too, and I fell in love with you. And I, I feel like uh, you're just such a such a sweet, sweet human being. Like your your heart is just genuine, and it just comes through everything. Oh, that's so sweet to hear. Thank you so much. Thank you, <laughs> and thank you. Um, what, I mean, from the beginning, you've been a big uh, supporter of us before we even started. You know, I. Um, remember just you just cheering us on and I just appreciate that it, it meant a lot to us believe mm-hmm. me well you know we we hear all the time and I'm a huge component of it you know representation matters and and you sisters definitely represent and and represent with with just all the wonderful things that that just that just help to keep us relevant as as African Americans as black people as people of color mm-hmm. uh, um, and I, I always appreciate that. And I'm, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad y'all in the mix. Thank you. you know? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I, I am blushing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Rico, like we want to, we want to talk all things acting career. We want to talk about your history a little bit. We want to talk about the strike that's going on, but I want to go way back to the beginning. I want to go back to little blurred Rico. Because okay. <laughs> it is no secret that you are a huge sci-fi fan. Um and so I, I can you talk to us about were you a kid were you a kid blurred? I was. I was. Um I I I was a huge comic nerd and anything that was anything that was on 
TV coming home from school. Remember those afternoon uh-huh. lines? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you would have a lot of your classics. And, and, and I was just a huge fan of a lot of those, especially the ones that catered toward the sci-fi genre, mm-hmm. uh, cartoons, uh, uh, a lot of animation, superheroes, a lot of things taking place in space. And and uh just the different the different franchises that 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 just really brought though you know just just catered to my nerdism along with comic books that i loved reading and collecting and 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 just want really wanting to be a part of just just having though that that fun in reading them and and having my favorites and and wanting to one day, hopefully, play in those worlds. Mm. And what was beautiful about it is one of the great things about being a nerd for all of us is the fact that <clears throat> we were basically doing the same things that we did when we were little boys and girls, <laughs> but we grown ass men and women. Yep. So, <laughs> and and yep. it's a beautiful thing. It's a part of our childhood that never went away. And I, I love the fact that for myself, it started at a very early age. Yeah, I always said how I love the fact that us as, uh, especially Gen X, we were like, listen, we all had to sit home by ourselves and watch all this TV. That's right. That's <laughs> our it. safe space. We're bringing it right. We're keeping it with us. You know, yep. this is how we survive. And yeah. we, of course, you know, made it made it great for everyone else, I think. So I, I totally get that. Yeah, and and it's wonderful now to have a lot of the people who are still with us be um, for the most part, depending on who it is, pretty accessible in terms of mm-hmm. being able to meet them yeah. uh, at, at different cons, be able to, and in my case, I've been very blessed to wor- work with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, tell them how much what they did in the past when I was a little boy, how much that meant to me. Yeah. To just let them know how much of an honor it, it is to actually share a call sheet with them to to share an IMDB credit with them to be able to, (laughs) you you know what I'm saying? To be able to actually share some screen time or just, just, just be in the mix with them while they're, while they're still doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and I love that. I, I I love that this, this huge, that part of fandom that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, it's the the gift that keeps on giving in that respect. (laughs) I feel like, um, you know, you touched on something there that I think a lot of fans experience, which is like the desire to let people know who that have impacted us so much, you know, to really uh, let people know how much uh, it meant to them, you know, like in, you know, it might've just been a job to those actors to begin with, but I think like, um, especially the actors who come on the convention circuit and who go to cons and, and talk to fans a lot. Uh, you know, I, I hope that it gives them a sense of how important what you do is, you know, I mean, you're really touching people and it, this, you know, this medium, this visual medium is, you know, this is really how people are consuming ideas for the most part these days, you know, it's not on the written page anymore um, as much as, as it is, I mean, this is our, our great literature mm-hmm. is happening visually, you know? And so, you know, the, the impact that, right, that the actors have on, on folks is, is real, 
you know, <laughs> it's real. And, and I love to, a chance to get to tell the people who um, have made a difference to me, like how important they, they're, they're doing those roles are. I, I think, I think that's something that should never stop no matter how many times it's, they've heard it. And, and I, I believe the ones who truly appreciate how their career has uh, still been thriving. I believe those are the ones who, who really take those, take those to heart. I, mm-hmm. I know I've, I've spoken to various actors who, who I've told this to, and, and, and I've told them how much, and again, going back to representation, especially when it comes to black actors. in this mm-hmm. um, But, but beyond that, it, it means a lot to know that, you have done something that maybe back in the day was just a job. Right. Maybe back in the day, sci-fi, you didn't look at sci-fi like, like it was this, this amazing Q-like entity. Right, 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 right. right. You know what I mean? That, that has the, uh, the, the impact that it has. But, you, you know, you can't, you can't knock the power of what it does and how it, how it affects people. And, that has to be acknowledged and that has to be respected. And, and it has to be, it just, it just has to be put in a category all of its own that, that, you know, as actors, we, we do things to affect people and we, we, we make you laugh. We make you cry. We piss you off. We make you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's just, it's just wonderful to hear it and to get those accolades, but really because of the fact that we know that we did the type of job that made you feel those things. Mm -hmm. So I I would hope that as they do hear it, even though they've heard it for the millionth time, (laughs) um, that there still is something to be taken from uh, continuously hearing it. I remember uh, talking to Stan Lee and I had the opportunity to speak to him and, and tell him how much, what he's done, how much that meant to me at a time growing up, coming from, uh, moving from Chicago to uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, how much a lot of the co- the world of comics yeah. uh, played a huge part in helping me out go when I was going through stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I could tell, even though he's heard it a million times, he was very attentive and and made a point of, of being very... Um, uh, just being very personable when, when it came to uh, responding. It didn't seem like a textbook answer. And, yeah. and, and even after I got the picture with him and I was able to get him to uh, say Excelsior, you know, <laughs> even after that, he was like, and thank you for saying what you said. It really means a lot. I always uh-huh. love hearing those things all the time, no matter how much. And that just, ah, they just made my old karma gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's but, but when you get that, you know, and 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 similar things like that, it just yeah. it's just everything. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah. So I I want to go back because um, the acting bug hit you really early, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I was six when I wanted to when I knew I wanted to do. This. Wow, wow, really? Six. Yeah, I was six. I saw I I, I there was just something about uh, the way that I watched TV. And how it, how it affected me. And I remember seeing a touring production of a musical, and it just, it, it just basically caught my eye in a way where 
I was just like, man, I want to do that. I could do that. And I'm watching this musical and I'm looking, I'm looking at the main actor and I'm looking at the, 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 the dancers and just everybody from the person who had all the lines to the person who had none of the lines, but dancing their asses off. I can curse, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Dancing, <laughs> dancing their asses off, but just the visuals and, of course, the costumes and, and just all the things. And, and it was a musical. So, you know, there, there's, there's always never a dull moment in a musical. And I'm just look, I, I just remember looking at it going, I am, I just remember being so drawn to it and mm. just really wanting to basically saying, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching TV and just, putting myself in those characters especially some of the kids that that were around my age black white didn't matter just just, mm-hmm. just telling myself i want to do that i uh-huh. could do that and and then of course seeing some of the figures that i grew up with who i was who who were at the time role models and just uh, very public figures who i was very uh, attached to in mm-hmm. terms of wow that person's cool because that person did this. That person's mm-hmm. cool because that person played that. <laughs> so yeah, it started early. It started mm-hmm. very, very early, and it it never left me. I I knew from six, age six, that six. I I wanted to do this. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. So did your parents like believe you when you were like when you were that young and you were trying to tell them like, hey, I want to do this that's thing? First grade. Or were <laughs> yeah. you trying to tell them that at that time? Well, it, it was just uh, my mom and myself. Uh, my uh-huh. father was in the picture. But um, I remember telling my mom, you know, it, it, the bug really didn't kick in as far as me actually doing something until uh, until we moved to until we moved to Berkeley, Berkeley okay. California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up doing a um, I ended up doing this play called The Faculty Follies which was a made up, it was really a musical, but it was a made up musical by my, my musical teacher, George Felker III. Mm-hmm. And he, he created this musical called The Faculty Follies, which was a, um, basically a mix up of all like the old Busby Berkeley musicals of the forties. and the 40s. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my mom, uh, uh, used to be a tap dancer and she, oh. uh, actually choreographed like the whole opening number. And so, that was cool. And, and then I ended up playing. So the, 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 they were, they were going to do a, a, a Shirley Temple, Bill Bojangles uh, duet. Mm-hmm. And the person who originally played was going to play Mr. Bojangles. I don't remember exactly what happened, but basically long story short, he ended <laughs> up not being able to do it. And my teacher, George Felker, the third rest in peace, who is white was like, what are we going to do? I guess mm-hmm. I could play it, but then that would be me in blackface. And I don't want to do that. And so, <laughs> It was literally one of those, like, you know, moments of me turning to him and going, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was another moment where he kind of looks at me going, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm I'm doing this, this Bojangles, Shirley Temple uh, moment with, wow. with my third grade English teacher because... Uh, the faculty followers, it was basically all the, or, or a, a bunch of the teachers being drafted into doing the musical. Oh, okay. so, so cute. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that was the thing that really kicked it off. And after that, and just the applause and being on stage for the mm. first time and the lights and just all the things, there was no fear. There was no, oh my God, there was no like moment of, 
deer in the headlights. It was mm. literally, this is amazing. <laughs> I need to, I, I, I knew when I was six, I wasn't crazy. So, <laughs> and so after that, I just kept doing it. I, I've done, I did more musicals and, and, and it just, just, it just, it snowballed from there. Oh man. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love to hear about, um, people who knew mm-hmm. who knew their calling you know mm-hmm. at a at a really young age like because i never knew a calling <laughs> <I> never <laughs> like that is not an experience that i'm familiar with you know i had oh i might want to do this or let me dabble over here and let me mm-hmm. try this and you know but i never felt like with conviction like this is the thing yeah you know yeah. this yeah. is my thing yeah. I mean, if you'd ask me, like, if, if, if there's something else I wanted to do, you know, I would want to do besides that, I uh, I always lean toward, hey, I would love to be a doctor or I would love to be a fireman. Mm-hmm. I, I always kind of felt like that as a kid, that that's something that I would want to do also. Mm-hmm. But maybe in an alternate universe, that's what I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> in a right. parallel timeline. Yeah, maybe in some mirror universe. <laughs> um but yeah 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 so um i wanted to i wanted to go back your mom was a tap dancer did she like was she a professional tap dancer or you know it that's just was that her hobby how did how did that come about that's uh it was she wasn't professional professional it was it was more of a you know kind of like how a lot of little girls learn ballet and stuff like that yeah uh just uh tap dancing was kind of just something that she she learned uh my understanding is she did perform in some talent shows and okay. things like that but it was she never it, it was never taken beyond just the fact that she learned it she knew it she could do it okay and, you know okay. your life was depending on it she could she could bust a move she could bust a move <laughs> always, that was always my favorite my aunt took me i had a uh, tap dance lessons like okay when i was a kid and i was wondering if she continued because all I remember is heel, toe, heel, toe. I remember, right. else. <laughs> I remember shuffle, hop, stop. Oh, yeah, shuffle, yeah, yeah. hop, stop. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the basic, right? I mean, right. That's, that's the, the basic. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you can do that, that's pretty much the the, the framework of, of all things we know of tap. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed tap lessons until I got like super intimidated by an adult in my life mm-hmm. who like scared the bejesus out of me when I was like what did you learn in tap dance class and I was like oh. and I froze <laughs> like what do you mean what did I learn and I was trying to like that's all you learned oh I'm like yeah it was bad and then wow. I, like I and like and that was it for me in tap <laughs> I don't blame you <laughs> Too much, too much pressure. It was a lot of pressure. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot of levels in tap. It's not like right. you jump on the stage and right one lesson in your you know your know. Sammy or yeah no come on man I'm trying to That's be Sammy like, Davis Jr. Yeah you know it it, it doesn't work that way. Did <laughs> not start out because right, no like twinkling oh, my tap. nose like right. and suddenly I know tap but right 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 yeah now, now you and Nicholas brother no no it, it doesn't work that way. he went back oh my god shout out to the Nicholas brothers because shout we, out. I mean, seriously, if you, you see people who see that, that one scene and the fact that the fact that that was supposedly done in one take, one take, 
That's what they tell us. That and them brothers they... were floating on clouds. Yes, right. I mean, I mean you the, and you. I looked... always remember like them gliding. Yeah. yeah, you know that glide that they yep. do. I was like, oh, man. and then those, and then when they going down those stairs, stairs. and they and they <laughs> land in the splits. Come on, yep, right? Like, come on, man. That woo. That's tap dancing now. That, that is tap dancing for that ass. <laughs> That's it right. Is. That's right. That, I could watch I, that all the time. All the time. Repeat. I, yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I had a chance. I had not just to, I, I, I know we're kind of segueing away from, but That's I, fine. I, That's all right. okay. I, I had the opportunity to meet, um, uh, not Gene Kelly, which I, I really wish I could have, could have, but I, I met his wife. Oh. And, um, yeah, I met her at an event and, uh, oh God, was it last year? I think it was last year. Anyway, I had the opportunity to, to just talk to her and, mm-hmm. and, and we, we spoke, a lot about Mr. Kelly and everything. And and so I, I just had to ask her, I said, you know, the Nicholas brothers, unfortunately didn't get the recognition that, 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 that your husband did. And, and, and all due respect to him, he was, he was brilliant. He was I said, but was there ever any thought uh, or, you know, what, what were, what were his thoughts on it? Or was there ever any conversation about, you know, his, his, his experience and, and, with the Nicholas brothers. And she told me that, uh, that, that one of the conversations that they did have was the fact that he did feel like, uh, it, it was very unfair that they did not get that type of rec- recognition, like Gene did, like mm-hmm. Fred Astaire did, like, you know, just basically the white tap dancers of the fifties, sixties. Um, but he, he always made a point of, of mentioning, as much as he could in the interview and, 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 and just putting those props out there as much as he could. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was, it was great talking to someone who actually had, uh, some sort of connection. Yeah. I, you know, those all always like questions. I always wonder from people from back in the day, it's like, how, how was Hollywood being not as black as it should have been? Right. Mm-hmm. Right, not, not as person of color as it should have been, simply because of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how was that? Was it just a normal, or was it was it was it was that an issue? Like you know, we all heard of how Marilyn Monroe was was very adamant about uh, Ella Fitzgerald yep. um, uh, being treated better, and she said she wouldn't appear at the club if she didn't. No, you know. wait, 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 wait. No, some of us don't know that story. Back up. Oh. Uh, and and so, you know I don't know that story, and oh, okay. the, and I'm oh. sure that there's uh, some of our listeners might not know. So, like, what is that story? Okay, so uh, apparently Marilyn Monroe and Ella Fitzgerald were were friends, right? Very the close friends together. Yeah, and uh, back in the day, black folks either couldn't be in the club, couldn't mm-hmm. attend the club, or if they were to perform in the club, they'd have to go in through the kitchen. And leave through the you know leave through the kitchen and or or they just couldn't perform there at all. And so apparently Marilyn Monroe was at a club and either Ella Fitzgerald y'all can Google it, but either Ella Fitzgerald wasn't allowed in the club or she to be in the club she would have to go through the back and all that. And long mm-hmm. story short, Marilyn said, "Listen, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that you're treating my friend this way simply because she's black. But I tell you what." You let her play, 
and possibly walk through the front entrance. I think it had more to do with her playing. playing she basically yeah. said, you let her play, give her a run, give her a run. Mm-hmm. And I will be there in the front row every night. I so think I that's what it long, was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know how long the run was, but apparently Marilyn, and you know, Marilyn was the biggest star in Hollywood. Right. Mm-hmm. So the idea that she's saying, I will frequent your club, right. obviously meant dollar signs for all the people, you know, the people who owned it and all that. So that that was basically, so shout out to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Really? yeah. That's a, that's an interesting story. I never knew that story about her. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Where, it, where she, Marilyn would have to step up. Like, hey. Right. That's what's up. I mean, you know, this is a really, this is really interesting. I hear you like spouting all this and like, I saw in your bio that mm-hmm. when you were um, in school that, you know, you majored in theater arts as well as black studies, right? I did. Yes. Which I think is so super cool. And not something that we hear from a lot of performers, you know, that doing a dual major. Can you talk a little bit about why you wanted to do that and and perhaps how that's affected your career choices or has it had any effect there? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I did a ton of theater in, in, at Berkeley High School. And, and the wonderful thing about our high school was we, we, we were, our high school was right across the street from City Hall, Berkeley City Hall. Hmm. And we were also, part of our high school was this humongous auditorium called the Berkeley Community Theater. And that would uh, that would be a stopping point for a lot of artists who, uh, you know, who, who were on tour, like mm. big, big artists, like okay. Grateful <laughs> Dead and whatnot. So um, uh, a lot of reggae bands, just a lot of rock bands and stuff and stuff. Uh, New Edition can't do, you know, so it's just it's like all these all these bands. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and. And the the little theater that that was also attached to the school was where we did all of our shows. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest advantages we had was the fact that we had at the time state of the art equipment from the lights to the soundboards to everything like we and because. So cool. Yeah, and because we were across the street from City Hall and because the those two main buildings or those two theaters were not only a part of the school, but it was also part of City Hall because City Hall used them both for different events and stuff like that. We had kind of the home field advantage when it came to being able to do stuff that many, and if not most, high schools did in their cafeterias or their mm-hmm. cafetoriums. Mm-hmm. And so we we were able to do basically... Broadway style productions from the musicals to the plays and, and, and stuff like that. We did Shakespeare and all all the you know all, all the older musicals from from back in the day, uh, Pajama Game, uh, Three Penny Opera, mm-hmm. Gypsy. Like we did all those all those all those uh, Broadway musicals. And so, coming out of Berkeley High School with all that behind me, it. I, I wanted to, I already knew, I, you know, again, six years old, I knew I wanted to continue <laughs> it. And so I was like, well, college, here we go. Mm-hmm. I, what am I going to major in? Theater arts. Mm-hmm. And so this is the part where it kind of gets to where you were asking me earlier about uh, support. My My mom was always supportive. She never discouraged me. But she did throw, because I am, I, I'm her child, she did throw at me. Why don't you think about something that's a little bit more uh, stable? 
What'd you say? Stable. Stable <laughs> and more of a possibility that the chances are definitely a thing that could will happen. So okay. <laughs> it was her way of saying, I see I see what you're doing and I'm here I'll for it. <laughs> but yeah, but but why don't you continue doing it? But throw something else in the mix. Yes. Right? yes. I've had that conversation with a child. <laughs> yes. I was like, all right, mama. So I ended up actually double majoring with um, uh, theater arts and broadcasting. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I ended up minoring in black studies. Okay. So what was cool about that was broadcasting was still in the in the ballpark of, of uh, me doing stuff on TV and stuff like that. It just, it just, you know, it was just, it was different. So, um, and black studies was something that I've just always been interested in because of the fact that I, I, I wanted to know more about our people and mm-hmm. I wanted to know more about uh, our history and, and the things that we hear and heard about, but the things we don't know about. So San Francisco State University was a wonderful institution for that. And to this day, I still keep in touch with my with uh, a lot of my professors from from school and uh, especially from the Black Studies Department and stuff like that. Uh, One one of them retired, but, you know, we're Facebook. So, you know, we're 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 very much in touch. And um, yeah, I just you know, I Black Studies was something that I and I tell you, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of things that they don't teach you or has always been watered down because mm-hmm. for the most part black studies back in the day was uh africa egypt africa slavery <laughs> yep uh it, it, they threw a little emancipation in there dr king yep pretty much ended after that maybe maybe the black panthers mm-hmm. today of course now we have you know president obama you know we we have other things mm-hmm. um more black folks more actors, things like that. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it, 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 that was, that was my thing. That was my thing. So, uh, double major, um, chopped that down to just eventually, uh, doing just, just majoring in theater arts. I, I ended up just kind of going back to it because started to become more confident in the fact that, you know, mom, I, I really want to do this. And, and I ended up just uh just keeping that as the main major and, and black studies as the minor. I just I just love that though. You know, I mean I, I feel like it gives um those two together give a real different sense of purpose entering your field, maybe. Like maybe I'm reading too much into it, but like I would think that it would have formed formed me in a different way that it might, you know, might've had some bearing on how you approached roles or what roles you were trying to go for, or did it not? Am I just reaching? I, I have, you know, growing up, a lot of the people that I saw and, and wanted to emulate or, or be like, if, if, if I were, were, were a lot of black actors and, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I tell, I'll be honest with you. Roots was a huge inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, there for for people who are of a certain age and and knew about that era and knew how all of our parents kept us up past our bedtime to watch this this monument. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and we, all of our parents sat us down and be like, all right, look, yeah. normally you're supposed to go to bed at nine, but something big is happening and you need to be a part of the history. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 all of that, yeah. all of that. So that's cool. Did I answer the question? <laughs> oh yeah! No, I was kind of all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah! I, I, I didn't realize we had so much in common. Because I also, uh, my minor was also black his, black studies uh, okay. in college. So, and you know, <laughs> Tamia always always talks about uh, you know I have like my black I'm blackity black black black. Right, yeah. you know, yeah. maybe not yeah. maybe not so black, but you know, but my. I do appreciate that. And I I think that happened to me too with um black studies. I just wanted to know more. I I just yeah. fell into a class. I kind of took the class on a dare because mm-hmm. this white teacher was teaching about um Malcolm X. <laughs> and I kind of went in there just to, wow. you know, show my ass kind of and I'd be sure like you, you ain't Malcolm. you don't know nothing about no Malcolm X. I know right. Malcolm X. <laughs> I know Malcolm X. <laughs> you know? So I went in there and of course, you know, that teacher taught me a lot because uh he, yeah. he actually knew Malcolm X and uh right. and just had so much uh passion for the subject uh that I, you know, just had to respect him. And um he respected me because I did know a lot because my you know, my people are from Harlem. So, you know, we, I know a lot of things because of the situation I was in, the location I was in. And it was, it was good to, to learn from somebody else that I thought I wasn't going to respect and ended up respecting. So I also, uh, keep in touch with the black studies department at my school, yeah. which when you yeah. said that, I was like, is that a thing <laughs> that we all do? <laughs> you know, but yeah, that was my safe space. So, yeah. I think Facebook made it a thing because yeah. I mean, think yeah. about it. I'm sure with both of y'all, a lot of a lot of us reconnected with people that maybe at one point we have lost contact with yeah. because of life and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you also, you know, the the, the at, at the time being the '90s, there was a huge, um, I guess you can say, resurgence or um, just just a huge perspective and on black culture and mm-hmm. um it was a lot of blackness going on in the 90s it was we it were blackity black black in the we, 90s we, we really tried. were we tried but then tried. i don't know what happened <laughs> we really tried i mean we kind of fell off there for a minute I know, what, I know what happened, but I don't I want to bring down happened. the show. But you know. <laughs> it's been a different show. I know what happened. Right, 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 right. Was it Rico on the show? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I we, mean were, we were dashikied up. We were, uh, black, you know, black medallions. Black medallions. Black medallions. Black medallions. We it. were yep. doing, we were cross colors. You know, cross. You did not just bring out the cross color. You I sure did, it. baby. Cross I brought colors, up the cross colors. Kangos. Kangos. Oh, hey, gazelles. The, yeah. Remember the gazelles? The gazelle, <laughs> yep. And I remember, yeah, the kangaroo. Yeah, no, you you all are are put. Man, I'm about to really hit y'all. And and I I think I think New York had it. I'm sure the East Coast had it. Of what course it? it did because it came from. I think Spike Lee kicked it off. So the oh. biker shorts. Oh yes! Yeah, oh my definitely. god! <laughs> Everybody, 
we yes, go. Because we all, and we all wanted to be a fly girl on That's In Living right. Color. Like, yes, yes and dancing yes. in those biker shorts. Yes. All the ladies wanted to be fly girl. Everybody had the biker shorts, the, mm-hmm. the fanny packs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The yep. awkward hairstyle, yeah. Ooh, big hair, baby. The asymmetricals big, with the big yep, poof up front. Yep. With the and, bangs and then, and out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then just the movies and and all the things that that just tapped into Black culture in a way that we hadn't seen in a long time, or if anything has evolved since, say, like the 70s and, mm-hmm. and even the 80s. Different world came on when I was in college. So yeah. I went to college the same time mm-hmm. they went to Hillman, you know. That's right. So mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. And, and, and yeah, and and they had a huge impact because they really did tap into the black experience in just in terms of the the story of the week. Uh yeah. you you had this 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 college, this black college that everybody could relate to whether you went to a HBCU or yes. not, yep. black mm-hmm. historical yep. black college university before mm-hmm. people don't know you know it's like these are the things that play deeply into um us learning about ourselves and and the 90s played a huge part in that Mm -hmm. and that was one of the most beautiful things about it and so black studies almost was 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 like they couldn't i think there was an overflow in the classes just because that was the era that everyone was like i want to learn more i want to learn more Look at the music that was out. Yeah. You know? And so there was all these, just all these things that really, you know, I, I, you know, Tupac said it, you know, it was like Marvin Gaye used to sing with me. He used to tell me how black was the thing to be. Yeah. And that said a lot in terms of just the nineties as a whole, black mm-hmm. is the thing to be. And you can be proud about being a black man, black woman. And, 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 and that's all right. That's yep. all right. You know? So. It, yeah, that's right. I mean, I remember, I remember going to see uh, KRS One many times, mm. many, many times, and he would come up to mm. Syracuse all the time. That's right. I mm. forgot you went to Syracuse. Yeah, I sure did. Okay. You know, and all I mean, right. '90s was public enemy time. You know, oh, like I mean, EDMP. we were just yes, EDMP. Oh my God, nah, <laughs> rock him. Mm. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You know, you I can't. I mean, I love how you just said it. Black was the thing to be, and we were so proud of it. I mean, that you were so right about that. Yeah, you know? and it came and, right on time too. I believe. I believe it came right on time at a time when, whether it was planned or not, we needed that. We needed either that reminder, that additional education, um, and and to and to like Desiree said in her song, "Stand up and be counted." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shine, I think she said, but stand up and be counted because we are as black people deserve to be counted where we're not in many cases or we exactly. were at least back in the day. So um, and remember, even today, even today, even today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember going to college and learning my first bits of black history beyond slavery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and literally having my whole world changed and i was just like how do i not know this right you know i just remember feeling that so much of the time how did i not know this how did nobody ever teach me you know and and yeah back then i remember that was a it was such a huge movement amongst all of us I and mean, we were so thirsty so hungry for this knowledge and decided that you know i mean our parents were like 
okay, let's try to get this being taught in the schools, you know, a little right. bit. We were like, well, nobody's going to teach us. Nobody's doing this. So <laughs> we're just going to do it. We're just going to find it. I mean, I remember sitting up in my, in the room, in the college dorm room, many a night, you know, talking about like talking to people about reading Franz Fanon and, you know, mm-hmm. and also, you know, like just having my whole brain just exploding with knowledge, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and you're just never the same again. Once, you know, never. once, once you learn your history, people can never take that away from you. Once yeah. we, yeah. once we find out who we are, like, you know, I mean, and that was the great, the great feat of all the great feat of most co- colonization, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. take away that take past. away who you are. Yeah. Take away who you are. Yep. Yeah. Gee, sounds like stuff happening today. Yeah, and who who would have thunk it, right? It's the same playbook, right? It's a, yeah, it's the same playbook. And the audacity of it even being played is taking place, and it's happening. And just along with half, if not three-quarters of, this, of the shit today, you can't believe it's still going down. Mm-hmm. You can't believe it's still happening. Um, but just like in the 90s, just like in the 70s, the 80s, all the errors. You, 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 fight for, you fight for what's right. Yeah, and yeah. you fight for what um, you deserve. And you fight for the things that are important. And like Public Enemy said, you got to fight the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Got to. Yeah. You know? Got to, because they're going to fight you. Because they're going to do whatever they yeah. yeah, they're going to fight you or they're just not going to do anything until you say something or do something. And of course, then you're considered a troublemaker and all the other things, but Hey, good trouble. Here we are. That's good so. trouble. That's right. <laughs> if, if it comes down to it, good trouble. Good. Tr- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so. so, okay. I want to switch gears a little bit because um, I'm really intrigued about uh, the African American Shakespeare oh, Company yeah. and yeah. you being a founding member of that. Since we're talking about the night, when was that founded? It was was that a '90s or a '2000s thing? So, African American Shakespeare Company was founded in the '90s. Shout out to Sherry Young, who uh, I remember she she was a good friend of mine from San Francisco State, <laughs> and uh, we we did theater together, and we were kind of part of our own little black theater group of, of, of actors who were in the trenches going to audition for different plays and stuff like that. And I remember one day she was like, Hey Rico, let's go grab, grab some coffee. I want to talk to you about something. And so she sat me down and she was like, I have this idea for a theater company and I want to do something that's a little bit different than some of the other black theater companies that were out there. And she basically said, I want to call it the African-American Shakespeare Company. And the theme is infusing the classics with color. Mm. And so it's going to be some Shakespeare, but it's also going to be other plays as well. And she wants to basically do put together something that is going to be lickety-black, blackety-black, <laughs> and, and showcasing Black actors in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area. There's only like at the time maybe two black theater companies at the time. Um, and with respect to them, of course, it's always great to have more. Right. Um, and so she created it and she, she talked to me about it. And so I was one of the people who, who helped get it off the ground. And um, uh, we, we did it. 
to this day, it's it's one of the biggest theater companies in the San Francisco Bay Area. Wow. wow. And Sherry, yeah, Sherry's still running it. And um, we've had a lot of people like come through and uh, as far as actors are concerned, as far as directors and uh, people who are very prominent in the Bay Area. I think Ted Lange is 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 uh, about to direct something soon there. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, Isaac? and just, yeah. Isaac. 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 <laughs> Finger guns. Yeah, Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Finger guns and a smile. That's right. Yeah. That million dollar smile. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, um. so it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to be a part of. And 20, 30, some, 30? I don't know how long it Long ass time later, here we are. <laughs> over twenty years later, over twenty years, yeah, yeah. Over twenty over twenty five, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 still to to this day one of the um, prominent theater companies in the San Francisco Bay Area. So That's yeah, cool. African American Shakespeare Company, and still going strong every year. That every year uh, Cinderella is done for Christmas, and. Uh, really? Yeah, and all you see are, and it, it, you know, the majority of the company is is black as far as like um, the the actors, mm-hmm. but they'll do things. I mean, anybody can audition, of course, mm-hmm. um, but it is it is there to showcase and to provide a home for uh, black actors, especially the youth. Yeah. And get, I forgot to check that out when I get go go west. Oh yeah, when yeah. You do, tell them, tell Sherry Rico sent you. I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho sent you. She's going to be like, oh, uh, okay. no, I was, I was looking up, like when I was reading about it, it just sounds so amazing. And I'd look on the first page on the mission statement. Yeah, for, um, I'm going to read it because I want our, I want our listeners to, to know this and to hear this because mm-hmm. I think it's so dope. I was skipping down like to the beliefs. It goes through the history and then the values and it has core five core beliefs. Mm-hmm. This is, we believe the arts can change perceptions. That's number one. Number two, we believe that knowledge of the classics has great potential to empower communities of color. Hmm. number right these are all such strong statements like Hmm. each one in and of themselves number three we believe the classics should and need to be accessible to historically excluded audiences Hmm. four we believe the african-american community has been alienated from discovering time favorite classics and five we believe there exists a disparity in arts opportunities and experiences available to people of color, especially youth, and companies such as ours are critical in reducing and eliminating that disparity. I said, what? Hey, no. <laughs> Bunch of mic drops there, right? Yeah, right? that's wonderful. That is wonderful. I love that. Um, Bunch of I, I, I love that because I know, I know for a fact that that's uh, something that works for youth, but all my children went to um, Montessori school when they were younger. Mm-hmm. And the Montessori school we sent them to, all the kids did Shakespeare. And they had to learn to, to speak. It, was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't watered down. They had right. to learn those lines. I mean, it wasn't the full play, but they needed to learn the lines. And they did Romeo right. and Juliet. They did, um, did they do King Lear? I think they did. And they did, um, ugh. Any midsummer or no? Um, oh. Ah, it won't come to me right now. <laughs> but you know they did them, and it just 
ex- expose them to the classics, expose them to something that they probably wouldn't see anyplace else, but then they know it as young people and then they have something to build on. You know, they're, they're, they're looking for other things. So, and they're in that conversation. I think that was what me and um, their father were more um, interested in. You're they're in that conversation when people are having people that don't look mm-hmm. like them are having conversations That's right. about the classics. They can yeah. be in that conversation and know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave them confidence. No, I agree that that outside exposure is, is, is everything. And, yeah. and it, it just opens up your mind. I mean, I, I go back to when I was a little boy and I saw that, that musical, I mean, it, 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 it triggered something. And I, I never looked back and mm. I, 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 there was something there in my head that said, that's, that's, that's you. Mm-hmm. And and had I not seen that, who knows? But yeah, you're being exposed to something that you may not be surrounded by, and mm-hmm. there, it says it says so much when it comes to the rest that the world can offer, and potentially your place in it. Yeah, right. Your, your yeah. children's place in it, or yeah. anybody's place in it, and definitely. Uh, and and yeah, you know, it, it's 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 sad that sometimes some neighborhoods don't offer that, or it's even discouraged when when you hear things like, "Hey, I want to do this, man. Why do you want to do something like that? Come on, man, that's stupid." Yep. you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and it's a lot of people get discouraged when they hear things like that, and that could be anywhere. That could be in any neighborhood. It or can. Yeah. Surrounding. Yeah. yeah. So. Definitely will close you down. (laughs) Yeah, I I think, of course, like one of the advantages kids today have is the fact that uh, they they have they have so much more access than Mm -hmm. we did growing up. Definitely, definitely right. And the internet being good and bad, Mm -hmm. it it, if you're looking for the 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 right stuff in the right spots, the information is bam right there. Right. No, they don't have to go look through the encyclopedia. No, they don't. don't have to go. Right, and and heaven help you if it's outdated. But here, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were all outdated. Yeah, if you right. were, if you were lucky right. enough to have a set of encyclopedia, an encyclopedia set, otherwise your ass was in the library. Well, you only had then one. You that. weren't updated. Yeah, no, you weren't. No, we were not getting updated. <laughs> I'm just saying, if your if your family was lucky enough to have that one. Oh, we did, believe right, me. You know? But it wasn't being updated. No, yeah. like, no. I don't know if y'all remember this, and I don't know if this is the East Coast yet, but there, there was the the poor man's encyclopedia, and I can't remember what it was called, but they advertised the hell out of it, hell out of it, and they were just like, "Hey, encyclopedia too expensive? We got you." So check this out, and it was basically a cheap version of the encyclopedia, and I forgot what it was called, but it was a real deal, and a lot of play, a lot of people I remember play. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wor- it was like wor- abbreviated or something, like abridged. It wasn't like a full yeah. set. It wasn't a full volume, right? It wasn't a full twenty six. No, I no, I don't think it was a full twenty six. But like, if you needed to know what. Uh, uh, how many species of hummingbirds there were in the world, you can find out there. Okay. If you needed to learn about the the history of the, the salmon, you, <laughs> right. you could go there and look it up. You know what I mean? I remember the, I think I vaguely remember the commercials, you know, like when you were saying that that was tugging on yeah. a memory. 
Now, we still couldn't afford it, but I remember it. <laughs> I remember it, but I remember it did help to get more of that into households. Like, okay. I think a couple of my friends were like, yeah, we just got it. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember trudging to the library all the mm-hmm. time to do, do oh, reports. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Book reports and all That's that. That's it. Because they're like, the what? Why would I go everybody? to the library? <laughs> I don't like do decimal. Just don't know. Kids today, why I ought to? A little drawer. Remember that little drawer? Looking in there for your the index cards. The I mean, index the, cards. The, oh, the yeah, index yeah. Card. Yep. 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 The card <laughs> catalog. The That's card what catalog. it is. Card catalog. That's card right. Wow. And you had to look for something else, look at something else to get to the card, to look at the right part of the card. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to I do research to... back then. You was out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, I, you know, I used to love yeah. being in the okay. library, though. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. That was my spot. Mm-hmm. That was me my too. hiding spot where I could be me. <laughs> Well, okay. well, the cool thing about the, ma- the library for me is like there were certain magazines that if I wanted to see them and if I couldn't afford them, they were always there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, you know, just a lot of the kid magazines and stuff mm-hmm. like that were yeah. always readily available. So there, yeah. there, there was that. So, yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love talking to you. It's like a walk down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> we we going back too. Oh, we yeah. I know, back. right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, good times, good times, good times, good times when they work. Yeah, I'm talking exactly. about your tough skins now. So, <laughs> oh no! Do you guys remember those? Oh yeah, tough skins. Tough the jeans. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. They were like up there with the with the. Tordash. No, no, the tough skins no, were no. like the no tough skins were exactly what they sound like. Tough, <laughs> tough. They were the. They were oh. the t- that was the, yeah. That was the. Didn't they come from Sears or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. My brother, my brother was so bad on those clothes that his tough skins had patches. Damn. Yeah. Mm. You had to work to get patches on tough skins, man. He That's had them on his. My mother had to put them tough skin patches on his <laughs> knees. <laughs> What you know what I had a brother like that. He could not keep his knees intact. He, mm. he, my my mom my mom kept the patch the patches in business. Patches. <laughs> Until you said tough skins, I totally forgot about patches. I, but man Yeah, I, I forgot about them tough iron, Remember them iron on patches? Yep. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah, my, my mama went through my brother went through some patches. Yeah. And and we would try to we I remember my mom thought she was being slick one day and she was like, All right, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna turn the pants inside out, I'm gonna put the patch on the inside, <laughs> and then I'm gonna put the patches on the outside. Oh we, god. We are about to preemptive strike this. <laughs> so cause we already know in about a month or so, yep. your ass is gonna start, you know, getting holes and then we'll <laughs> come back crying and here we are. So what we did actually I, I take that back. She never put the patches on the outside until it happened, but she did make a point of doing the patch on the inside. inside. No, you know what? Sometimes she did do the patches on the outside too. But I know she doubled up on the patches. Mm-hmm. She wasn't trying to like throw patches. money at because mama crap. was smart. That's why. That's right. <laughs> yeah, mama. Yeah, mama. Mom, mom, my mom. You know, you you have little little concoctions and you know little things that you, you knew how to do. Like yeah, even oh, in yeah. the winter, you know, like I you stayed warm stuff like that. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss that about Chicago. I got to tell you, I, I miss what the that winter. 
Yeah, I miss I miss the Four Seasons. I I, yeah. I, I miss the snow. Um, I I always wonder, like, would I have been an actor had I had I not left Chicago? And then I I see a lot of friends of mine from Chicago who were heavily involved in like the theater scene out there, the Goodman Theater, and and, and a lot of some of the other theaters. And and, and I I feel like in like in another universe, I still would have been in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's good to know that 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 the the um the acting scene as a whole is is still very prominent out mm-hmm. there and has developed some some amazing you know actors and playwrights and and just you know cool humans yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> i don't know i find you know you said you miss seasons i find myself missing seasons too because the mid-atlantic is not really getting our four defined seasons anymore mm. um yeah you know we're not getting dc hasn't had appreciable snow in three four years you know we haven't had more than an inch of snow you can come up here i'll give you some snow <laughs> it's like it's literally snowing every place you can go right over the dc line and it'll be snowing and this is my one conspiracy theory that i absolutely adore and that's that we have a magic weather machine weather bubble over the city over the nation's capital because it never like it will snow i swear to god you it'll be maryland on one side of the street and dc on the other and on the dc side there's no snow and it's like a line in the sky and it's snowing in maryland on the other side of the street yeah, winter wonderland on the other side <laughs> we're like hey they're gonna be able to go sledding and we're not man come on all that means is they got a shovel that's all that means. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I never thought that I was going to miss like winter either because yeah. I lived in Syracuse and I lived in Colorado, both extremely snowy places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hated every second of that, that type of extreme winter. And I was like, I don't care if I ever see snow again. <laughs> and I lied. Now I miss it. You know, <laughs> now yeah. I miss it. Call you next time it snows here. Okay, I'll be up. <laughs> rain in la is my snow like <laughs> people look at me side eye I, I get straight michelle obama side eye when people be like when i be telling people i love the rain Woo-hoo! people be like man <laughs> now, what's wrong with you it don't get too much rain out there not the michelle level side eye though. <laughs> michelle, obama, michelle obama if you google michelle obama's eye she gave the best side eye you know what? That's going to be the, the name of the show. The Google it show. Just Google it. Google, Google it. it. Yeah. Google Google it. it. <laughs> Strike edition. <laughs> that is going to be the name of the show. Google it. Google it. Google it. Provide all the clues. All you got to do is go to that search bar. That's it. That's right. Well, and, and speaking of the strike. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, brother? Let's get well, I mean, I, 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 I can tell, I'm sorry, really quick. I can, yeah, I know yeah. that folks who are listening can tell that like we're in strike mode because we're very consciously not saying some things, you know? You mean all <laughs> like, the things. All the things. <laughs> like, so folks, if you're listening out there and it feels awkward to you, it's not you. It's <laughs> like, we are, we are not saying because the sci-fi sisters are in full support of both the WGA and the SAG after strikes. Yes, so there you go. Definitely. And and it is it is much appreciated speaking on behalf of both um, because there there is a lot that a lot of people don't know and and what what people 
you know, one, one of the things that is important is to understand why, uh, why this is happening and at the level that it's, that it's happening and, and what's at stake. And, um, part of, part of it is because we're on strike, the town is literally shut down. I mean, with, with, with a couple of exceptions, the things that we enjoy in terms of what's on TV, um, it's not being filmed. Mm-hmm. It's not being shot. It's not being recorded. Um, and as a result, because of the strike, we're, we're told that we can't even speak on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't post on social media about it. We can't put anything that will give publicity to, to it that will basically give the AMPTP uh, money. Mm-hmm. And the AMPTP, for people who don't know, is, and I might be messing this up, so <laughs> Google it, is the Association <laughs> of um, um, Motion Picture mm-hmm. and I'm a bad striker, I should know this. Is it, a, is it um, a television production? Yeah, it's, it's producers, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's the guild that, that, um, that most of the um, studios are are attached to okay it's it's a society alliance of motion picture and television producers okay all right i was i was almost there so (laughs) the alliance of motion pictures and television producers and they're the ones who are basically the bad guys and they're the ones who aren't really playing nice and it's not just a matter of we want this no it's we are asking for fair wages. We are asking for things that are not coming from a place of we're making millions of dollars. We want millions more. That's a, that's 1% of the, the people in this town who are in the entertainment industry. Those mm-hmm. are the Tom Cruises, the Meryl Streep's, the Denzel's, the, the, um, you know, you name them. The, mm-hmm. Those those A-listers, those, and and a lot of the series regulars who are who are like the major stars and stuff like that. That's those percentages. What we're fighting for is the majority of what this town is really all about, which is the the background players, the co-stars, aka the people who have like under five lines, the mm-hmm. guest stars, the people who have like all the lines of the episode or like they're the guest star of that episode, the series regulars. These are the things that we're fighting for. We're fighting for those actors, for the writers. We're fighting for their, for their rights in terms of uh, the type of writer rooms, writers rooms that are out there Um, being and for all of us being compensated for, for the work that we're doing and not having us like in terms of the writers do rewrites and not getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. That, a fair wage increase, plus any inflation that comes from the cost of living going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, streaming residuals, just like when reruns happen of your favorite show on a TV network, once you've seen it, great. But once they rerun it, we're mm-hmm. supposed to get paid for that too. Mm-hmm. So either, so it's it's, that's another one. Well, when it comes to streaming, those regulations aren't in place like they are 
with like, you know, like, like network, because when streaming became a huge thing, that's when that that's when things got a little choppy and the, the negotiations weren't happening and, or I'm sorry, they were happening, but they weren't, um, we weren't, they weren't, we were not being paid fairly mm-hmm. in terms of this new medium that's happening. Um, healthcare, basic healthcare, which should be everyone's right to have. Mm-hmm. You have to make over $25,000 in order to a year in order to qualify for it. Well, that's going to be hard when the majority of what a lot of working actors make are we 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 a lot of us survive off of our residuals. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're getting shitty residuals because we're not being paid what we're supposed to be paid, then that doesn't go into it, it, that. Those small amounts go into what we're making for the year, and a big percentage of actors don't get don't get health care because they can't make the required amount. Because again, some of us are getting one cent pay, uh, uh, residual checks, 30 cent residual checks, $3 residual checks for a show that's been played all over the place. You know what I mean? How was that right? And then there's AI, you know, the, the whole AI uh, situation. That was scary. Yeah, it's that. like... That 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 is literally a game changer in terms of us losing our jobs as actors. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure for people, for anyone who's been following following what's been happening, one of the biggest what the fucks is the <laughs> fact that they're proposing we will pay background actors a day's work, and we will scan them. And from that scan, we're just going to scan their body. We're going to be able to, you need to agree to, we can use your image whenever we want to and never pay you. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That was some of those ridiculous shiggity I have heard in a long time. Yeah. Huh? I know people who literally their career is background work. Right. So do I. Yeah. I started off in background. I started mm-hmm. out doing background when I lived up in the Bay. That was that was one of my introductions to be on being on a Hollywood set because I was like, I want, I know, I I know, I still want to do this. So <laughs> until I move to LA, I want to do what I can while I'm up in the Bay Area. So of course, I was doing theater, then I was doing a lot of independent film. But I was like, I want to be on a Hollywood set, and if mm-hmm. I'm not auditioning or not going to get the parts that I audition for, I want to still be there because I want to know how this whole thing is i want to yeah. be amongst the, the 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 place that i want to be like my second home at, mm-hmm. at a point in time so i did a lot of background work i know people when i did when i did the show that i that that i've been on for three years which, mm-hmm. which um just got canceled but uh with octavia spencer um you know i i ran into this one dude who i've known for like almost 15 years and He's still doing background work. I met him years, you know, 15 years back when we were doing when we were doing a project together. He's still doing it. And back in the day, he was he was telling me how much he he's making a living off of it. So Uh it's not, you know, people look at background work and they don't see it as a reputable or an honorable profession, but it it really is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, well, I mean, where would all these scenes be but that background right. work? <laughs> yeah. like, really. And there's and, a lot and, to be said for, I mean, it's, it, you got to shit. And what they're proposing, because they have the technology to do it, it's, 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 it's slave it's labor. Dumb. It's slave labor. And it, and it's like, you know, it's, it, it's making money off of people's efforts without wanting to pay them. And that's not acceptable under any circumstances, you know? And I think that most people who are listening, you know, we'd be damned if somebody's going to take my picture and use it whatever damn way. I mean, people already talk about these stock photo pictures that people would take from like, Oh, you know, like you don't know that your picture is being used and you're not being, and it's used being used to sell something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's being used to make other people money. Yeah. And you're not getting a cut. Yeah. That's, That's insanity. And they say, trust us. And it's just like, oh, you know, hell no. We, we know um, better. We, we already know this game. Uh-uh. Yeah. We don't trust that you're going to do the right thing because mm-hmm. you already have a history of not necessarily doing the right thing. Because and, I mean, how can you be doing the right thing if you say that? I mean, what? Right. That it, what scares me is that that's something that's happening that can happen to all all of us as workers, right? Yes, you know. Uh, I mean, this is what you guys are asking for is the same thing every other worker is asking for a, a decent wage for a day's labor. I looked like on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. I saw um, like Denise Crosby put out a a, a tweet today her residual check yeah her residual check <laughs> from yeah. her show that she is on 21 cents yeah yeah <laughs> literally yeah for you... all <laughs> and how many hours are people on set you know i mean like you know i mean it's just like the whole it's it's ridiculous 21 cents who's working for 21 cents who's working for 21 cents <laughs> slaves Ooh. yeah yeah American workers, and they don't even get it. But that's the thing, because it's just like you. you, Here's here's one of the problems. It it, a lot of this has been normalized, Mm -hmm. Um, and when I say normalized, I mean a lot. A lot of what we're saying this is bullshit about is stuff that we've we've been dealing with for the longest time for years right. in some cases decades we've yeah. all as actors gotten that five cent residual check mm-hmm. ha 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 and then what we do is ha 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 hey everybody look at my five cent regi- residual check first rounds on me you oh, know okay. we're all saying that and every and and we all get the joke because we've all been there and we've all gotten it but the reality of it is also the fact that it's wrong and it's fucked up and it's not cool. And it's like, meanwhile, these CEOs of these, of these uh, uh, studios are making just incredible, ridiculous amounts of money. And the studios themselves are making incredible, ridiculous amounts of money. And it's just like, how is that fair that we are making the residuals that we're making and Basically, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. But here's the other problem. Where are the systems that are in place that are supposed to track how much a person decides to watch an episode of something on one of the streamers? Exactly. Exactly. There's no, like, Nielsen ratings for streamers, right? Not really. Not really. I mean, but 
whatever there is, why why isn't it being utilized? Why, why are they being used? Right. And mm-hmm. and why aren't we getting paid what we're supposed to get paid? Because you clearly have data on all the downloads and 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 watches that yeah. people. I mean, the data exists. Oh, you yeah. should be able to watch an episode of your favorite sci-fi show a hundred times, and I should be able, if I'm on it, I should be able to get a uh, 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 my my residual check should 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 um, should reflect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and. By it not reflecting it, it's it's saying that there's definitely a problem. Well, <clears throat> again, going back to the fact that everyone's like, ha ha, first round's on me, five cent residual check. It it became an issue where it it be, it, be, it basically became too much. Mm-hmm. And with these new negotiations that have been brought forth on the table and the the, the audacity that a lot of uh, them had in terms of rejecting a lot of very simple and fair uh, things that we're putting out there, it's just like. Now y'all just being just y'all just being the ultimate asshole by mm-hmm. saying no to things you know to 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 basic things 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 that we we're just not even being unreasonable about and for no. someone like Bob Iger to oh. say that we're being unreasonable and we're we're turning down historic deals it's like you are you guys are turning down a lot of stuff that we're throwing out there. And it, it, it's it's just effed up. It's just yeah. effed up on so many levels. And this is why we strike. This is why you have the people out there. I was out there today, and and you know it's it's always it, it's like double you know of what it was with the writer strike. I mean, your boys sitting up here like crispy right now. Just <laughs> you know, I, was, I was out there for a long time, and I've been out there for a lot, but. I, I tell you, it, it's it's uh, it's it's great to see everybody. Here's the thing: nobody wants to be there. Oh, uh-uh. none of us want to be there. You may see pictures, and I'm not. I'm, I'm saying this to the general audience. Yeah, you, people may see pictures of us grinning and smiling. We got pictures with you know such and such. This person popped up on the on the on the uh, strike line. We got a picture. Everybody's smiling. Uh, trust me. Mm-hmm. Trust. Believe this and take this to the bank. <laughs> it is not reflecting how we're all feeling and the reason why we are all there. We would all rather be on set Definitely. or auditioning or just basically doing the things that we want to do to ensure mm-hmm. that our careers continue. We do not want to be there. Yeah. It is not a party. It is not a gathering of, of we all kicking it. It's not an industry event. Right. So, I think that's uh, important know, to say. I, yeah. yeah, and I said this in one of my posts. Don't let the smiles fool you. We yeah. do not want to be there. We are fed up. And I, I was talking to uh, Kristen Ritter today, um, uh, 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 who plays a superhero on one of the net on uh, one of the networks, uh-huh. one of the streaming services. And um, Google it. Was, uh, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it, you know, and I had done a, I had done a comedy with her years back. So it was great to see her again and say, Hey, and, and stuff like that, man. She looked at me and she was like, this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> I can see y'all like this. Some bullshit. We had Bob Odenkirk out there um, from, uh, from one of the other shows. Google it. Google, Google it. Google it, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, and just I mean, you know, you 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 had a lot of pro- you know, it's great when when the the high powered celebrities are out there because it, it of course does uh, send a very powerful statement. No one's mm-hmm. out there for a photo op. Ain't nobody out there looking cute. Right. You know, <laughs> ain't nobody out there looking cute. No, everybody's you know? out there looking like a regular old human being that just happens to have a job as an actor. Right. Yeah. In line with everybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, everybody is in line, you know, and we're and we're marching and we're striking and 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 we're being loud about it and we're being uh Look, we we actors, you know, no disrespect to the writers, but now y'all done messed up because now you got actors. We're loud, we're obnoxious, we're already dramatic. <laughs> right. You know, mm-hmm. we we will make a scene. It we we look for a reason to make a scene. Yeah, <laughs> now y'all done gave us a bunch of reasons. That's right. We now we ain't got no jobs. We ain't got no reason, no way to get the jobs because the auditions are down. We we can't speak about it. I can't even. I can't even be a guest at cons anymore. So nope. going to, you know, I can't do it. Yeah, we can go to cons as as celebrity guests, but we can't. We can't bring our own uh, uh, equipment uh, stuff. Yeah, we, we can't. You can't bring your own photos, right? Yeah, you can't. We can't provide the photos that you pick out and you know pay for the for the autographs. You're right. You you can bring stuff. I, yeah. I think people know that you can bring stuff and then they can sign it but that doesn't work for everybody right you have someone like armin shimmerman well we all know who he is Mm -hmm. right right right. okay um and you can bring you can bring his character um or you you know what i mean or a poster Mm -hmm. whatever a funko pop you know pay for it he'll sign it but not everybody's career works that way who who are guests at cons the way my my situation works at cons is you know me, you know who I am, but you don't know who I am like you know who Armin Shimmerman is. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. so it's different. So for me, you gotta come to my table and right. then see all the stuff and you'd be like, Holy shit, that was you, man. You know, right. <laughs> right. And next thing you know, because I you know, I got a full spread. I, I make it sure. so that's right. It, yeah, you don't buy brother in everything. I, <laughs> right, I'm that guy who was in that thing. Yeah. But I may not have that that type of well knownness as 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 an Armin Shimmerman or as anybody from mm-hmm. you know certain you know sci fi franchises. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and, and that's that's the same for a lot of us. You know, I I'm I'm invited for a for a con in Bakersfield. I don't know if I can do it because because of this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's, there's a lot at stake and, mm-hmm. and I, it, it, it sucks that I'm not able to do, do that, but I, I look at the bigger picture and I know for a fact that it's because of the, the bigger, the, 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 the outcome right. that, that literally needs to be in this case, our way or the highway. And right now we're on the highway. Yeah, you know, well, this is it. like two things. Like, first of all, earlier today, well, no, let me start with the other one. You're right. This is like where you guys have to draw the line in the sand because this is the the future of every other actor coming after you all. This, this will literally determine the future of this profession. It's 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 huge. It's monumental. Yeah. It's a it's a big big deal. You know, um, it will set the precedent forever. So, you know, that's why so many of the fans are in such complete support of you guys. And you don't hear anybody because, you know, we all want what's right for you. 
and what's what's right for sustainability of the things that we love, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, again, it's so appreciated, and you know, it 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 pisses me off when I hear, and you know, I, I read a lot of the comments, and a lot of times I respond to the comments. Um, it pisses me off sometimes when I hear people say things like, "Well, you know." The writing usually sucks on these projects anyway. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's your opinion. Second of all, even if you don't like something, even if you feel like it's lazy writing, even if you feel like it's not for you, it's not, it's not the show that it, sh- that it should be in your eyes. At the end of the day, these are people who, A, have lives, and they, this is their livelihood. This is mm-hmm. their job. Just because you don't like it or a small conglomerate of people don't like it doesn't yeah. mean that it, that person still does not deserve to get paid. Right. Nobody's, nobody for the most part is sitting around trying to figure out how they can destroy a franchise. Right. You know what I'm saying about this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nobody is sitting around deciding, eh, I just throw something on a piece of paper. They'll love it no matter what. Um, This is people's art. And whether you like something or not, I feel like that art always should be respected because at the end of the day, this is somebody's idea and thought. And even if you don't like it, it still needs to be respected. And when you say things like, Oh, well, the writing sucks anyway, I'm not surprised that that's being super disrespectful and it has nothing to do with what's going on. AI could literally wipe out background work as we know it. And in many cases can cut even the, 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 the principal, a a principal actors uh, work in half. That's Mm -hmm. not fair. That's not fair. AI could literally kill a writer's job. That's not fair. A human being puts the heart and the soul and the, and the uh, the the life experience into what they write. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you don't get that from a computer. You right. don't get that from a, an artificial thing that has not lived a certain life growing up or right. had a certain adventure that is the mind blowing movie that it is that is, you know, sweeping all of Hollywood or making mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, look at the franchise that we all know and love. How many mm-hmm. times have we gone up to certain actors um, or many people have gone up to certain actors going, Oh my God, this play, this franchise has saved my life or right. your character yeah, has exactly. done something that I could really gravitate towards. How many times have has has Kate Mulgrew been approached to to be told how much of a role model she is for for young women everywhere? Yep. That type of thing. You know, you're not going to get that. And, and, and that's, of course, because of what she brings to the table, but also in many cases, also what's written. That's right. Oh, most exactly. Time, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah get it this starts from- like that. Yeah, you're not going to get this from you're not going to get that type of heart and soul as a you know as an AI computer writing something. You're not definitely not going to get that type of heart and soul from an AI computer 
acting it out, even if right. it's a matter of just taking little things and tweaking this, that, and the other. It, it, it's it, it, things have gone too far in all of this. Right. Adding AI to it is literally just just twist, just pushing the knife in further, twisting it. Yeah. laughing in our faces. Yeah. Yeah. Total, total disrespect. Yeah, total absolutely. Disrespect. And just because you can do a thing does not mean you should you do should. a thing. <laughs> exactly. yeah, but I, I just want to share, like earlier today, I was watching a, our, our favorite franchise yeah. uh, for all of us. And, um, and the particular episode I just happened to turn on was about a strike. Mm. <laughs> it's it yeah. about the workers striking and i was like how perfect is that <laughs> yeah 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 that's, that's it, it, it's <laughs> which is great you know and and that even goes back to 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 the other point of that's experience that's 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 speaking to a human condition yes you know, we're on strike there that particular franchise episode they were on strike because of unfair working conditions. If we're mm-hmm. if we're talking about the yes, same. Yep. okay, and and how the person who basically owned the place was like, eh, and it was just like, man, screw you, man, we out here, you know. And, <laughs> right there, you go. That's speaking to a human condition. That's speaking right. to a situation that's going on. <laughs> everybody in some way, bless you. Everybody Thank in some you. way, shape, or form can relate to it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to it 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 needs to here's the re- the reality is AI is going to be here to stay. There's 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 nothing that one can do in terms of getting rid of it, but right. regulation needs to be in right. Place. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. It, there needs to be some checks and balances. There need to be yes. very clearly protections. stated yeah, oh. protections. Mm-hmm. And 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 people should not be replaced. A a a whole conglomerate of a whole section of acting should not be a replacement. Background workers should not, black background players should not be replaced because of that. Right, right. That's right. not cool. That's, it's just all levels are wrong. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just adding to the greed. It is. Oh yeah. That's all it is. That's and it's, it's, it's so blatant. Yeah. And it's disrespectful and just the audacity to say, hey, we're going to do this and we're literally going to tell you that you can never work and do this again. Right. Really? Your and the other up thing about done. it, I'm sorry, go ahead. Your livelihood just done. Right. And the other messed up thing about it is it's already happening. Mm-hmm. They, they, cause I've, I've heard some people saying, yeah, they had us doing that like last a couple of months ago and it's like it, it, it's already happening and who's to say they can't go to to, to like non-union people non-union right. don't even give a damn and and they just you know they're looking at the buyout they're looking at you know oh and that's the other thing for non-union people who think this is an opportunity you cross this line you you virtually cross this picket line you cross this picket line in any way shape and or form you will never join the union Hmm. Wow. SAG has made yeah, SAG has made that one hundred percent clear and I one hundred percent support that. Yeah. You you know. No. No, son. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much at stake. Hollywood is changing. There's nothing that can be done about the fact that Hollywood is changing. Mm -hmm. But what the way it changes can be controlled and it That's does right. not have to yeah it, it it without us there is no hollywood and right. 
like you said, the, the city shut down. It's yeah. we shut yeah. this bitch down. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's a, yeah. I mean, that's that's got to be surreal. Right and and yeah. the other thing that people need to understand is it's it's not only Hollywood that gets affected businesses surrounding businesses yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Right. all <laughs> those all those supporting businesses and like you know you work yeah. at, i live in a place like dc like you know D, like i was talking about this like hollywood is your industry out there politics is our industry over here you know mm-hmm. and you have all these supporting everything is built around it to support that industry right so like if the i mean like when when congress is not in session half of the city is gone Right, right. Half of the city is not here, you know, uh, a lot of people, but the people who make their livelihoods on the people who live, who work for that, you know, they all suffer. Restaurants suffer. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, every, every type of support service industry that you can think of suffers when your main industry is not working and when right. people are unemployed. And I always say this along with that people need to learn how to show respect because hey when the pandemic was was in full swing and the world shut down the one thing that helped to keep people's sanity were the arts yeah mm-hmm. yeah the absolutely arts. and our particular franchise favorite franchise was, yes was there so mm-hmm. was very very prominent yeah, I mean, all you're right all of the arts we had musicians stepping up we had yeah. actors stepping up yeah. comedians writers poets yeah. you know the, art, the arts kept us sane yeah the arts kept us sane amongst the insanity mm-hmm. sure did. and and people need to remember that and people need to like we were saying remember that What's happening is definitely there is definitely a trickle down effect. Oh yeah, surrounding businesses and just your favorite this. Uh, I mean, a lot is going to. I mean, it's gonna. It it, depending on how long it goes, it it's it's going to get to the point where it's probably going to go to our governor, and eventually it's going to go to the president because it it this is a big deal that I, I don't. I personally don't know how long this is going to go i feel like it's going to be a long hot summer I um, mm-hmm. some people i talk to feel like it's not going to be that long um mm. but with them even not wanting to go to the table uh till right. it's over uh i so you know, so so no one so no there's no negotiating going on now as you know no there's nothing there's nothing, nothing. No. we walked uh and they're basically sitting on their yachts yeah, they they think they're going to starve you guys out. That's their power play yeah. that they're going to do. You know, I mean, well, and that's just how these people think because they're they're not going to go hungry. <laughs> you know? I'm sure so you they don't that. give a shit. Well, that's the thing, and I'm sure you saw that thing where, or you've heard of it, where they where they basically some executive supposedly said, "We'll just you know basically right. wait until they start losing their apartments and their homes." Yeah, I, how- I mean that's that's exactly their play, and they know that, and it's so inhumane. That's evil. Mm-hmm. It, that is evil. Mm-hmm. That is evil. evil. Yeah. I mean, it's no surprise that somebody said it, but to actually hear, you know, have mm-hmm. it be technically confirmed mm-hmm. and made public, it's just like, damn. Yeah. And we're not even asking for a huge percentage. We're asking for the basic percentage to meet today's today's rising costs today's inflation and to meet it as inflation happens right which is a natural occurrence in the world and to 
do the right thing in terms of how this business has always been in terms of paying us. It, it, it's, it's just gone too far and it's just become way too big of a thing. And I'm glad that, you know, in this case, it's better late than never because I personally feel like this is something that should have been dealt with a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that everybody is, is in agreement that, you know, this two cent residual check ain't funny no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they mm-hmm. figured that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like that. I said, like I said, like sci-fi sisters, like we are in full support. And, you know, um, we're trying to do our little part to to help support. And I don't know if you know this, have an answer for this or not, or do you know other ways that people who are not in this industry, in your industry, can help support the strike? You know, I, I've I've always heard that just just continue to update yourself on um, on the latest in terms of what's happening. Um, obviously, with what you're doing by by showing the solidarity in terms of not mentioning certain franchises and projects and things like that. Um, uh, some people have even mentioned there are there are funds that one can donate to like uh, uh, strike funds and stuff like that. But you got to be careful with that, too. You got to make sure yeah. just like when a disaster hits, you just don't mm-hmm. want to donate to any old thing mm-hmm. that somebody says, hey, I'm going to take this money over to the Red Cross or whatever. You, you got to know. So, yeah. um, you know. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I would assume that if people went on to the WGA WGA website or the SAG AFTRA website, that they would probably have Mm -hmm. instructions there Mm -hmm. for how to how to help if you if you're looking to do monetary donations, because I know that a lot of people it's going to get to the point it's already gotten to the point. I mean, we know black actors and writers are adversely affected, you know, way more than other folks already, Yes. you know, and I'm just saying like calling on the mothership and, you know, all the sci-fi sisters listeners, you know, we should help them too. be cognizant of that and see what we can do to try to help them because um, they already broke. LA is already like the, one of the most expensive places in the world to live, you know, um, especially when you're not getting paid. I, I, I realized that I was making more money at Costco than most of the writers that we were talking to were making on big, huge shows, you know, and that, that, that's insane. That's insane. Yes. It is. So, yeah, we, we're definitely going to pitch in and do helping and, and c- continue to implore our our listeners and our family uh, to to help you guys, you know, because we got to give back to the people who have given us so much, you know, right. and the and the future ones coming up, you know, who who were there, who have sacrificed and also who are willing to carry our stories. You know, I, I, I keep trying to put this into a larger perspective for people that, you know, we have to invest in the things that are important, which is not the way that this particular society that we're in right now is, is geared. Right. But our storytellers are, of the same importance as our teachers and our medical professionals and our first responders. The story, the story moves our souls. This is how we grow as human beings. This is how we relate to the world and to the universe. And it's a fundamental part of, of living and existence, you know, and um, you know, so I, I just can't express my support for you guys enough. <laughs> well, well, it's great well from said. The- Thank you. 
Yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's good for mental health. I mean, you know, you're you, you need to you like you said, we live in this world that is so sometimes very evil. You need that space where you can come listen to a story um, or maybe see yourself on TV or, you know, yeah. it, it's more than just, I don't know. I don't know. Just like you were trying to say, it, it it's something that you need. It's part, it's just like being a teacher, just like being a doctor. It, it helps the human soul. And I think that we need to um, understand that, that we, especially us, we were talking about how we brought you know, those things we loved as a child, we brought them back with us as um, adults. Oh, and this is what we brought as adults. So we need to try to um, help, help help these people who, who help us. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you were trying to say also. So yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, you know, I, 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 I've heard people say this too, and I, I'm, I'm all for it too. Hey, it, we all got lives and nobody's asking anyone to do this, but if you feel so inclined, come help walk the picket line because Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the things is the strength in numbers showing that, you know, with, with, with the people out there, it's, 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 it's making the statement. The Mm -hmm. statement. I mean, when the writers were on strike before the actor strike happened, we were still making the statement. Tons of actors were out there supporting, Mm -hmm. you know, because some of my best friends are writers you know, right. I know a ton of writers. You, you can't be an actor in this town and not know writers. Right. Um, and and I'm I'm friends with many of them. And and writers are shoot. Writers are some of the ones who are like literally on like on the bottom of the totem pole when it That's comes. That's right. To things. And, so, with, and which is crazy because without the writers, there would be no damn stories to tell. So hello. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I always say also, you know, just to people who do show ignorance and don't know. In general, educate. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. know, let them know what the real deal is. When you hear things like, ah, well, they, you know, they, the writing sucks nowadays anyway, you know, uh, you know, put, 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 put a, pump the brakes on that. Right. Um, and, and just let them know, you know, it's actually a lot more than that and explain it, explain why. And, you know, what mm-hmm. we make is going to be different from what somebody else makes, but this is the lifestyle that we chose and this is the, um, this is the cost of living that we chose and, and all of that. So that needs to, this is what we chose. So this is what we make. We can't, right. we're, we can't help that. That's not what you make. And I don't mean to say that in an insensitive way, but okay. if this is what we make and trust me, none, the majority of actors in this town are not making millions of dollars per picture. No, they're not. We're, we're mm-hmm. barely making thousands of dollars per picture. Mm-hmm. Back, mm-hmm. If it even comes to that. So just, educate yourselves yeah. i think that's 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 one of the biggest things i could say because with you know knowledge you knowledge is power and you know more and, and you you're you you you'll even come off smarter by making a better informed decision as opposed to embarrassing yourself by saying something stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> I, you know it's like why you are literally embarrassing yourself when you say stupid stuff like that because you were showing a major point of ignorance that you could literally Google and get it. <laughs> exactly. Google it, y'all. Google it. Google it. <laughs> if you know, you know. If yes, you know right. Yeah, if you know, you know. And if you know half the stuff that we've been talking about without saying it, you know. 
Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. And you know our folks are hit. Our folks are hit. Oh, yeah. You know. You know. Some, some people choose to be ignorant. Some people choose to, to you know, continue the education. You never I'm stop. Gonna, I'm going to give them a cup, two more. I'm going to give them another thing to Google. I want y'all, I want y'all younger listeners to Google Etch-A-Sketch. And, <laughs> and, and I want you to Google a big wheel. Yeah. Your yeah. life will change, and you will be so damn jealous that you have neither one. Wait, can I can I can I add, uh, can I add another top into that? Okay. Google the Green Machine. Oh, y'all remember the Green Machine? Yeah, we had that. We had. The I green don't remember machine. the Green. What was the Green Machine? That the was green like Machine the, had the levers. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like everybody had the big wheel, but if yeah. you got a Green Machine, they, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. They advertise that as kind of like the the mm-hmm. you could get the limo yeah. of the, yeah 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 like so y'all like y'all like big wheels huh hold on we got something for you got something for you the green machine mm-hmm. kill yourself in that machine. thing that's right I do remember the green machine green machine right no helmets <laughs> None. None. no helmets no not never, a helmet never a helmet never a helmet a seatbelt okay, right I'm like riding I'm, I'm remember somebody tried to put it the first time somebody tried to put a helmet on me to ride a bike i would say excuse me why am i wearing a helmet i did not understand this concept at all yeah (laughs) helmet you thirsty go find a hose go find Find a a hose hose. exactly find a hose let let the water run for two seconds all right yeah that's right let it run it's not brown you let it run first right right right. make sure you know spiders up in there (laughs) oh my goodness oh my god see that's why i love you I, knew it. I was there. I was there. <laughs> so were oh. we. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know. I love it. No, but you know, I, I will. I, I just want to say one more thing on this. You know, a, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the the fans, um, uh, especially from from the franchise that we all know and love, have been very supportive and have shown that support uh, in many different ways. And and I just want to say to those who have and have reached out and, you know, just, just express that, Hey, we're there for you, you know, keep up the good fight. Thank you. Thank you. And, and thank you for just being there and, and just understanding, or at least trying to, trying to understand and, 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 you know, just, just have an open mind over everything that that's going on and, and just being there for, and, and understanding even, even at the cons, it might be a little different. this year. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So please thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Um and just just thank you for for for, for just just being the cool fans that 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 <laughs> that you are. And 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 you know, I'm right there with you. I'm a fan, shoot. You know, it's just like <laughs> I I want I don't want this to be happening. I don't want to be out there walking the line. I don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. So thank you and uh Good night. <laughs> no, I'll, really I'll say it. thank you on behalf of the fans for that. Oh, that, yeah. that you know, you know, we got y'all's back all the time, always. You know, <laughs> blackity black, 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 blackity black with black. the fist up in the air and everything. Black, yeah. black, and thank black. you, Sci-Fi Sisters, for for just <laughs> again all that you all do. Um, just being just the coolest, the coolest in the bunch, and. <laughs> 
just just represent, man. It, it's it's it just means everything. It means everything to 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 so many, especially us. I appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. you, Rico. I'm blushing again. <laughs> <laughs> Big hugs when we all get into this. Thing, right? Yes, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yvette, do your thing, baby. You can find us at SciFiSisters dot com. That's S Y F Y S. God damn it. <laughs> That's good. That was, that that was, was good. really good. I was been good for like four shows. What's going on? <laughs> Dang. We're, We're leaving going. all of that in too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can find us at sci-fi sisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P. And the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook, on Instagram, TikTok, and threads, sci-fi.sisters. And we are also on the Twitter, at Sci-Fi Sisters. Become a patron of Sci-Fi Sisters today at patreon.com forward slash Sci-Fi Sisters. The Trek Geeks Network's presenting sponsor is Fansets. Go to fansets.com for pins and memorabilia from all your favorite franchises. Visit fansets.com and use TrekGeeks, all caps, for your exclusive 10% discount. After listening to this podcast, please rate us and write a review. We may just read it on an upcoming episode. And of course, I'd be remiss if we did not shout out the baddest engineer in any and all universes. He is Dose the Anonymous One. He's responsible for the music on this show and our production skills. So if you need him, hit him up on Instagram. He's Dose underscore the Anonymous underscore one. That's it. We love you guys. Thanks, Rico. Thank you for listening, everybody. Peace, love, and hair grease. Thanks, y'all. 